It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me. Fetch Me is the go-to source in Auburn and Opelika for fast, convenient, reliable meal delivery and takeout ordering. Nobody delivers a higher quality of service than Fetch Me. Their customer service is beyond compare, especially when you compare them to the large national conglomerates like DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. Fetch Me is a local community-based business where all of the revenue and profits stay in the Auburn and Opelika area. Auburn folks love our own, and Fetch Me is a bunch of Auburn folks. So download their free app or go to fetchmedelivery.com and use promo code LOCAL if you uh, listen to this show to get $10 off your next order that's greater than $35. So we will also put that information in the episode show notes. But today is a special day. It is a War Report Wednesday as uh, we are joined again. Mike G, C-Dub, guys, last week's show, awesome, awesome reception. And uh, people wanted more of you guys. And thank you guys for, uh, for joining me tonight. How are we doing? Oh, I was having a good day. I was having a good day. And Until you jumped I on the call with Twitter. me. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And then I well, checked my Twitter, Zach. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm doing good and ended up uh, having a better day because uh, I spent the last part of the afternoon laughing. So let's just jump yeah. into it. Big Cat Bryant. What is our guy doing for folks who have uh, been living under a rock and just stayed off of social media yesterday? Um, this guy, Brandon Helwig uh, at UCF Sports on Twitter tweeted out a video of uh, Big Cat talking to reporters, I guess. And the the two the two bits that uh, that Auburn fans are looking at, it sounds like Auburn players too, Big Cat said, quote, he, he was asked about UCF being able to compete against, you know, SEC caliber teams. And he said, quote, I mean, we'd beat somebody like Auburn for sure, like we would beat Auburn for sure. Then he was asked about the Peach Bowl when Auburn played UCF in Atlanta. He said, quote, I was a freshman, so yeah, I mean, a lot different, a lot of different players and caliber guys, but we would whoop a team like Auburn. Gentlemen, there's a lot of different directions we could go with this. Yeah, uh, let's unpack this, shall we? please. Uh, (laughs) You know, I, I I find it interesting that asked about the SEC, he skips all over Vandy, to come right at Auburn uh-huh. uh, to go after us. And, and I, I don't know what Ole Miss has to do with any of this. I mean, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss was in Oxford enjoying hotty toddies and minding their own business. Uh-huh. So I, again, I'm not sure what they have to do with any of this. But a few things I will say is I'm, I'm never going to knock someone for believing in themselves, right? Okay. I like that. Sure. You ask anytime you ask a person, hey, what are your chances against this opponent? You should feel like you can beat them. Here's a problem with that. Last time I checked our schedule, UCF isn't on it. So I'm not quite sure <laughs> what this has to do with anything. Uh, because Big Cat, uh, unless unless the stars are aligned and Auburn ends up 
facing UCF again in a bowl game, which Ooh, can you I imagine? Not, which will say a lot about what kind of year we have yeah. in year one under Harson. Um, he's not going to play Auburn, so this is clearly a shot at a school that he called home for the past four years. Mm-hmm. And obviously Auburn is living rent free in his head, but the reality of the matter is we have not been thinking about big cat Bryant because last time I checked this program has moved on and moved forward. And one of the big things that I harp on, I'm reminded about a question that Brian Harson was asked at media days. Zach, when you came on our show, we talked a little bit about Brian Harson's uh, presser at media days in yeah. Birmingham. And some of the things that he talked about in terms of culture was being disciplined, you know, and, and I look at discipline as doing what you got to do when you have to do it, regardless of whether you feel like doing it or not. Sure. And he's preached discipline, discipline with this team and doing the right things, doing it the right way, uh, policing yourself, working hard, uh, not having the coaches to have to push you. You're driven by the desire to want to be great yourself so that we can build a great program. He talked about toughness, physical toughness, mental toughness. Uh, Mental toughness basically speaks to me about focus and resiliency. When we get hit in the mouth, we taste our own blood, smile, and proceed to dot the other opponent's eye, Mm -hmm. right? And then he talked about the belief level. Once you got those two things, now you believe that whenever you set foot on that field, regardless of who's opposite of you, you believe that you can win. This is a new culture that Brian Harson is wanting to build at Auburn and a culture that was not present when Big Cat was there. Mm-hmm. So it speaks to me volumes about the, the, the attitude that I see in our guys versus what I'm seeing down in, say, Orlando, Florida. And Auburn is focusing on – Auburn has bigger fish to, fish to fry other than UCF. Mm-hmm. Auburn has a gauntlet of an SEC schedule because we are in, action, in the SEC – unlike some other schools. So we have a lot to focus on and work towards. And only thing I would hope for him is that I hope that he's able to focus on what's in front of him so that he can be successful. Anytime you're focused on what's in your rear view, you're not prepared of what's in front of you. So hopefully that's just talk on his part and that he's able to finally produce like we hoped he would at Auburn. But yeah, this is just a shot at his old school. It's unfortunate because I think he is better than that. Yeah, and, and the thing is interesting, and, and you said it twice there, C-Dub, it's a shot specifically at the school. It's not it's, it's not the coaching staff. It's not any kind of regime, because he, he knows nothing about the Brian Harson regime. He followed right. Gus Malzahn to UCF. And so it's specifically the school. And that's what's weird to me, because I know Auburn fans spoke highly of Big Cat. If anything, we were too high on Big Cat, Brian, while he was here. So I'm a little surprised that he was kind of for no reason, it seems, just saying, hey, Auburn, I'm going to call you out. Mike G., what do you think about all of this? Uh, well, you know, there, I want to point out that when I first started getting tagged and everybody was like, hey, Mike, did you see this? Yeah. I was thinking, oh, man, he fell for a gotcha question. And then I watched it, and I was like, it wasn't even a gotcha question. No. He went completely out of his way. <laughs> To make a point that this reporter wasn't even really asking, he, and he walked face first into it. So, where that leaves me is thinking that, wow, I'm really happy we made a change because when you when you think about Auburn, you hear about everything that's been coming out of camp, 
what has Brian Harson been talking about? He's been talking about guys showing up late, guys being undisciplined, guys not doing the little things. And one of the first lines that he said was that got it in one of the hype videos is if we're going to play for championships, everything we do matters. This is one of those things that he's talking about because we've heard zero sound bites like this come out of the Auburn camp. And these guys are feeling good. They're actually riding pretty high right now. They feel good about their chances. Uh, they felt really good about the strength and conditioning program yeah. and how that was going to change prospects for them going into the fall. So our quarterback went to media days and said, we're not scared of Bama and still didn't give this sort of sound bite. Now he was asked a, a question and he said, I know you guys want us to be scared of Bama. We're not scared to, to play them. Yeah. Which is fair. It was a fair response. I, I didn't think that was a hot take. This was totally a hot take. What an undisciplined interview. But I don't think that that is surprising, surprising given how we were, we're now finding out how undisciplined we were under that coach. So is it a wonder to anybody that a player that played under that coach for four years goes and does something this undisciplined in front of the media? Yeah. Now, ultimately it amounts to a hill of beans because like Caesar said, unless we somehow meet them in a bowl game, we don't play them. They're not on the schedule. Mm -hmm. Right. But it says a lot about where their focus is at. And all I can say is UCF, they're your problem now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It's a war report Wednesday. We'll keep talking about this in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. All the futures are up for college uh, football and the NFL. Get in on the action. Use promo code LOCKEDON when you make that first deposit at betonline.ag so you can get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So you, you guys talk about the culture, and this is just going to be me playing devil's advocate here because from a media standpoint, we didn't get anything out of players over the past eight seasons with Gus Malzahn. I mean, if Big Cat had done this at Auburn, I can't imagine how Gus would have handled it. So I, I'm kind of wondering, like, is, is Gus getting more even more lax in Orlando because he's not kind of in the the pressure cooker that is, uh, you know, that, that is Auburn as we kind of throw that joke around. But I was still surprised to see this just because Gus is so tight-lipped and his players have been so tight-lipped when it comes to anything. But maybe Big Cat Brian, he goes from the SEC to UCF and he's still acting like UCF is on par with an SEC program and he's still trying to, you know, put on this front. But I, he would have never said this when he was at Auburn. Yeah, I mean, listen, look at their social media. Look at the difference in the social media between the two schools this offseason. You know, I, I saw some, I got typed in, I got tagged in some UCF hype videos and, and it's playing like Mamba music and they're wearing Aloha shirts. And, you know, it, it, it had a very Zach Morris Saved by the Bell kind of feel to it, right? <laughs> it, it did not get me jacked up for football at all. 
And then meanwhile at Auburn, work hard work, right? Lunch pail, hard hat. Yeah, it's our dudes running upstairs all day in the heat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, just a completely different change in tone. So, you know, these attitudes reflect leadership. I think that's clear. And, you know, Big Cat, again, he, he, he played for Gus. And while he may have been had players be tight-lipped in interviews, we know that he was a lot looser in other areas. So, you know, maybe it's just this is one of those things that he's less concerned about at UCF because he's not worried about – he doesn't have to play a Bama or Georgia every year, so he's not really worried about giving sound bites to people. Ultimately, like I said, it amounts to a hill of beans because unless we see them in a bowl game, you know, we probably won't hear much about this after this week. Yeah. But I thought that the overarching kind of point here is, is that we're, we're, we've moved on from a culture that just allowed too many undisciplined things to go on that translated on to what we saw on Saturdays, a very inconsistent product. And we now have a coach who is pay attention, paying attention to those details and his players are reflecting the attitude that he's bringing and a new mindset that he's bringing into the program. C-Dub, what do you think about some of our current players responding to this? Well, uh, they know him, right? <laughs> yeah. They practice with him. They've right. worked out with him. They've, they've been in the trenches with this guy. And for them to undergo the culture shock that they've been under these past eight months mm-hmm. and for them to be tight-lipped about what's going on at Auburn, to see that it, it it is it is hilarious, right? Because they've been behind the curtain with him. They, yeah. they they know that they weren't as disciplined as they needed to be. They know that they weren't finishing drills as they need. They they know that they have gone undergone a, a makeover of sorts. And so to see a guy like that make the comment, yeah, I mean, I laughed just like they did. I I, I got a kick out of seeing them respond that way. And a big part of it is these players know what's in front of them because they're being reminded of it on a daily basis. And right now, the biggest, biggest thing that's in front of them is themselves getting better each and every day, Mm -hmm. beating yourself, whatever you did uh, the day before do better, do more. And so to see, I'm pretty sure when they jump on their social media, the last thing they're thinking about is UCF and Big Cat. Mm-hmm. So for them to, to see that is like, are you serious? And that's pretty much the sentiment that we got from those from those guys. And I'm happy for, for our guys that they're, they're getting the change that they need. And hopefully it'll help them get closer to reaching their goals and reaching their potential. I hope the same for Big Cat, but to be determined. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a current player at Auburn, you got to, you play with big cat. You got to be thinking, man, this guy has a 32nd career highlight tape on slow-mo and is out <laughs> here talking junk. I mean, you're talking about not more than 10 tackles in any season. I think it's like two, 10, eight, 10 is he got juked yeah. by Stetson Bennett. Yeah. I mean, come on, bro. Like, I mean, you, he made you Stetson about- Bennett look like an athlete. Like, are you kidding oh, me? A yeah, defensive right? end. You're talking about your mouth writing checks that your body can't cash. Like, come on, man. Like, let's, let's what are we doing out here? And, and I don't want to bash the guy, but this is a serious question. I had this uh, conversation over text with um with one of my buddies this afternoon. Are we talking about Big Cat 
as a breakout guy or as a surefire starter in this new defense if he's still here? No, I don't think so. I don't think we are like we were a year ago. No. I don't know if he fits with Derek Mason. Wants. Exactly. I think you're I think you're <laughs> so, dead on. Yeah. So I I I I think I think yeah, in terms of fit in terms of scheme and culture, I just don't know. It's hard to say how he would have fared cuz he's not here, but I do know that he is somewhere else. Hopefully he fits in there. I'm I'm not behind the curtain at UCF, nor sure. do I want to be right. because the guy responsible for that was on our side of the fence uh, for eight years. So I have a good idea. Uh-huh. I just hope uh, there's a part of me that kind of hope that Gus Malzahn learned from his Auburn experience. Um, it's just a part such of me a different really, animal though. You know, like it's such yeah. a different thing. It is, it is. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person to where Zach, I don't like making mistakes, Right. I tend to be I tend to beat myself up and learn from them and not continue to get beat by them. Yeah. Right. So I'm hoping that Malzahn takes the lessons learned from his experience at Auburn and applies that and creates a better culture, because at the end of the day, it's about those kids and you want those kids to be put in the best situation that they can be successful. It sends off alarms when you have kids that loose lip in front of the in front of the media. Right. Yeah. Listen, uh, the decent part of me believes what Caesar just said. Yeah. It's about the kids. <laughs> right. It's about the kids. The and you want him to be you. successful. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want him to be successful because yeah. if he's not, it means a lot for the people who work for him, the families of the coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, when a coach gets fired, it's, it's not just him. It's like 60 some odd family and staff members that get yeah. affected by the job that he ultimately is responsible for. Right. Um, but. The petty part of me wants to wants to see that we spent twenty one million dollars letting go of this guy for a reason, yeah, and that that is validated. Uh, I mean, you never want to see your ex do better than you, right? Like, yeah, you want to win the real. breakup, right? That's what I always yeah, call it. You want to win yeah, the breakup. You know, I definitely want to win the breakup. I'm 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 there. So like, there's there's two sides to this coin. I I, I hope he does well. I hope he, he does learn. Um, and I hope that he grabs Big Cat after this because it's out there, man. It's being written. I mean, that's one of his right. leaders, right? I mean, he brought he brought him with him to be a leader at this new place. And he's like, he's the one going out there and doing that. I mean, and there's yeah. no benefit. There's no. It's not like the locker room's going to get fired up from him doing that. I mean, there's no benefit for him doing that. So it's a weird move. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I hope Big Cat... Um, accomplish what he wants to accomplish with all of that. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? They've got a ton of them. Nine delicious flavors plus rotating limited edition flavors. Um, When you go to Built.com, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, tons of delicious flavors, and they're all very high in protein, very low in calories, very low in grams of sugar, It is the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. 
See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Guys, kind of pivoting away from Big Cat Bryant, did you guys see Bo Nix's latest endorsement? I know he got that deal with Auburn Art over the weekend, but he posted Bo a Jingles. video. Yeah, it's Bo time. What a perfect fit. Forget about Milo's. Yeah, I, re- I retweeted it, and I was like, I-, I see what he did there. I actually I actually like this one for Bo. It- it's fitting. It was clever. So uh, kudos, for- kudos for me on that. Yeah. Yeah, listen, go get yours, Bo. I ain't mad at you. For sure, for sure. I want to talk right. about wide receivers with you guys, but before we do that, a lot of folks are going to listen to this Wednesday throughout the day today. The War Report, you guys do a fantastic job, but specifically Wednesday evenings, you guys have a live stream. How can folks tune into that? Yeah, our Wednesday night war room. You can find us on YouTube. We are the War Report on YouTube. You can also find us through our Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, the War Report on all those uh, platforms, as well as TW Report on TikTok. So okay. we'll be going live. We go live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Okay. And uh, we're on for about 90 minutes just kind of talking about the news of the week here as the season. It's been a slow grind through this offseason. Um, but we have had a lot to talk about still with coaching changes and roster changes and portal and NIL. So, uh, this, uh, this, uh, war room tomorrow night will be a lot of fun with some of the fodder that we got today and with, uh, Ball camp about to start. Oh, I, I can't wait to listen to you guys talk about this topic that we've talked about today. I I, I cannot wait. Yeah, so uh, yeah, be sure to check out the War Report. You guys do a fantastic job, and I think Auburn fans all over the place will love it. Absolutely love it. All right, so you know, you, you mentioned it's been a bit of a drag this off season. Tomorrow, as this drops on Wednesday, tomorrow, fall camp starts. It's done. We made it, guys. We made it. The summer is over. It is now time to talk about some football. We talked about a lot of positions last week, the three of us did, but we didn't talk about wide receiver, and I think that's a super interesting position, I mean, it's been well-documented, and to me, the big question is, is the, the hype around Javarius Johnson legitimate as him being, you know, a guy that can just find separation in space in the middle of the field, and how does this staff view Zevion Capers? He's going to be the most experienced outside of Shedrick Jackson. Missed spring due to injury. But how this staff used those two players and what they do with them, I think kind of sets the stage for what the rest of the position group looks like. Yeah, I, I, I've been, I've been, uh, Capers has been my dark horse okay. uh, going into fall camp. Uh, of course, we haven't seen him since he went down with injury in the bowl game. But I'm curious to see, and, and one of the things that, concerns me about guys who've been injured so long in front of a new staff I do feel like he is behind the eight ball but he has an opportunity to make ground and to make an impression on this coaching staff Brandon Council is another guy who comes to mind who you know is capable but has been out of the picture due to injury but I'm also curious to see what what happens with Demetrius Robertson Mm -hmm. Uh, he's a guy that this staff actually brought in and has a year left of eligibility and is expected to compete for a job as well. So you, you got some names out there. Uh, of course, I've, I've been impressed with Elijah Canyon. Um, I'm curious to see what Shedrick Jackson get, gets a chance to do. He's another guy who's been injured. So I, I don't know how this picture plays out. I've been one of the few people, even though uh, 
word has it that the staff was a little bit underwhelmed by the performance of the wide receiving core coming out of spring. Yeah. You still have at least three guys uh, who have an opportunity to be a part of the picture who were not even there. So things change exponentially, in my opinion, going into fall. And I'm just curious to see how it shakes out. You got Malcolm Johnson, a, a speedster guy. I'm right. curious to see how he plays into this competition. Does Kobe uh, bounce back? Kobe Hudson, does he bounce back? Natural water. And shows us something. Uh, you know, I'm just curious to see who who is the cream that rises to the top of this wide receiving core. We got talent, Zach. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm convinced we have talent. Not a lot of experience. A lot of our production is off to the NFL or off to better things. But we still have a lot of talent that's ready to show that they have what it takes to be the next great class of Auburn wide receivers. I just don't think there's going to be that many receivers on the field at the same time based on what we are kind of assuming um, with the use. I mean, you're not going to take Tank Bigsby or Sean Shivers off the field. You're always going to have a running back. You're always going to have a tight end. And so it's just like how often, and we may see a, you know, we may see two backs in the backfield, you know, one of those as a full back, or we may see two tight ends, something like that. So I think there's going to be a lot of situations and a lot of game plans where not a lot of receivers are going to be on the field at the same time. And so do you see the same three or four get the bulk of it, or is there going to be a true rotation here? But you know, the reason I mentioned those two guys is because, like you said, Demetrius Robertson, I think he's going to be your main X. I think he's going to be your main guy on the outside, and then everything else is like open competition. What's going to happen there? And Javaris Johnson... He had a lot of hype towards the tail end of spring. We saw it in A-Day. Capers is just fascinating to me because, and I've said it a million times, you guys have probably talked about it too on the War Report, but the last staff used him as a slot guy, and he looks nothing like a slot receiver to me. Yeah, you know, um, Malcolm Johnson has been my sleeper since January. Uh, You're talking about a guy who runs a 10.38 100-meter dash you know, coming out of high school. So he's fast. He's got track speed. Right. And we have speed. So the real test of this Brian Harson, Mike Bobo offense is going to be their ability to stretch the field vertically. That was what was missing in a day. We saw them try to do that. Uh, Those throws, unfortunately, weren't super on target, but we did see, you know, Malcolm Johnson get behind the defense a few times. And he caught, he caught the, he had made the best catch of a day. Uh, he had another one that would have been a surefire touchdown if the ball had been out in front of him. Uh, you know, I just think I didn't see it there with Javaris Johnson. I saw them try to use it, but I mean, for a guy who got so much hype in the spring, um, I just did not see how he. I didn't even, I didn't even see a guy that cracks the starting lineup. Wow. You know, a day, right? I mean, I know he got a lot of hype and they tried to bump him up. They said he was having an excellent spring, but I, I didn't really feel like that bared itself out in a day. Okay. So um, you've got Elijah Canyon uh, and again, Xavion Capers, who I'm, I'm really high on. So between Capers, Canyon, Malcolm Johnson, right? And, and don't forget about Kobe Hudson, who still, I mean, I just think there's going to be a lot of opportunities here for guys. Now, you, you throw Demetrius Robertson into the mix, and he's got a limited amount of time to form chemistry with, with our starting quarterbacks right? Um, uh, and our backup quarterback, uh, which we assume is going to be T.J. Finley. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, you know with that, uh, that chemistry aside, he's going to have to be a throw-it-up-and-get-it kind of guy. He's got to be that kind of receiver that you just throw the ball near him and he's going to catch it. 
right? He's just got to go out there and be a football player. Right. He's going to make an impact this season. So um, I'm excited about the receiver core. We're in an unusual spot here. Auburn actually returns about 15% of our yardage from last season, which is the lowest number in over a decade. Yeah, and well over a decade. Uh, so we're we're really starting with a clean slate at wide receiver. But I mean, you can run routes and you can do everything that's asked for you. Ultimately, uh, we need our quarterback to deliver the ball and put it in a place where these guys can make a catch and then use their athleticism after the catch. Uh, and and that's what's going to come down to you for a young receiver core. You got to help them out, man. Balls need to be on target and, and the timing on on these routes because it's going to be very different from what they've done in the past. Uh, it just needs to be on point. So I'll be interested to see how they work it. There's, 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 every, there are a lot of guys are going to get a shot in the first uh, three cupcake games that we have coming up. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. But I'm telling you, I'm telling everybody who's listed, keep your eyes on Malcolm Johnson Jr. He's your guy. Yes, this is the guy that can take the top off the defense if we can find a way to get him the ball, uh, similar to the way – uh, Schwartz could have mm-hmm. if we had utilized him better. I was really high on Kobe Hudson until Demetrius Robertson announced he was coming to Auburn. I think that hurts Kobe Hudson more than anyone else. A guy that I think could play inside and outside, and then you bring in Demetrius Robertson, who played inside and outside, had totally different roles in Cal than he did at Georgia, but he was he was pretty effective in both of those roles, and so it's like I think it hurts Kobe Hudson. I think Kobe Hudson is now going to be a year removed and will be replacing Demetrius Robertson after the season going into, I guess, 2022. So I'm with you guys in regards to Capers and um, Johnson Jr. just because my guy was Kobe, and now I, I don't think it is anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing... I just want to make sure... I'm hoping that uh, Capers hasn't lost a step. Young kid, I'm, I'm sure he hasn't. Yeah. Um, and I hope he I know he has a lot to prove. Uh, hopefully he's been in his playbook and he understands his responsibilities. He just got to put the production with it. Uh, but I'm hoping to see I'm, I'm just regardless of how this plays out. I'm just looking forward to us being able to scheme some guys open. And then when these guys get their opportunity, because this is almost kind of reminiscent of maybe perhaps kind of the Tuberville years where we're going to be grinding it out downhill running game. So the limited opportunities that you're going to get, you better make the most of it. And so I'm hoping that these guys got that memo and that they go out there on the field and produce. Yeah, absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on uh, on the show today. Tell people about the War Report and how people can find all of y'all's awesome content. Listen, you can find us on YouTube. Now, we're on all social media, uh, but we live on YouTube. That's our wheelhouse. That's what we do. Uh, That is our domain. So go over to YouTube, search The War Report. We we put out a lot of content. Uh, We put out four to five content pieces a week. It'll be even more during the season. We're going to have in uh, we're going to have a a post-game film review on Mondays where we chop up film and go through what happened with our insiders uh we do giveaways every live stream we have a lot of fun over at the war report so follow us on all social media we are the war report on youtube facebook instagram twitter tw report on tiktok awesome holla at us awesome mike gc dub thank you all so much i appreciate it 
Thanks for having us. Thanks, Thanks, Zach. Follow me on Twitter at Z Black. We're showing on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. Here's Zep Jasper on the show tomorrow, right here on Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.